Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Order now and we'll include a free guide listing three techniques you can start doing right away to hone your psychic mind. Are paranormal experiences really what most people say they are? What if a lot of paranormal activity isn't really paranormal at all? How can you tell the difference between the real deal and a fake? In this episode, we'll discuss these possibilities and broaden your paranormal horizons. Enjoy. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Rebel Guru Radio. Uh, I think you know who I am, Eric Pepin, and I'm here with Jonah. Uh, Jonah, you have some stuff you want to cover real quick before we start uh, rolling? Yeah, so welcome everyone to episode 70. Uh, we're talking about 70. yeah, we're talking about glitches in the matrix and uh, paranormal reflections. So we're kind of going through Reddit and asking everyone what their stories are when it comes to paranormal experiences, glitches in the matrix, strange stories we find online, and we're just trying to get to the bottom of all of it. Uh, so we have a few sales that we're doing. Um, anything you're interested in, you can check out on our website. That is rebelgururadio.com slash episode 70. And while you're there, you can take a look at all of our podcasts. There is uh, over 70 episodes there that you can take a look at. And I just want to point out that we don't charge anything for Rebel Guru Radio. And we know that things are, are tough out there right now. But any support from other products is what helps us to be able to keep doing what we're doing. So uh, I will keep doing this irregardless for as long as I can. I enjoy doing it. I love it. Uh, but we do need your support just like everybody else needs their support also. So uh, hopefully uh, you guys keep us up and going. So we got something for everyone this, uh, this month. Um, there's something kind of covering skinwalker, portals, entities, ghosts, spirits, all those things. So uh, the first thing is Encounter X, and that's just $19 right now. We took off 10 bucks. Basically, this is an entry level to experience all the strangeness of Skinwalker. Um, we dropped the price so much because we think once you start, you're going to get hooked on it. And so it's two hours. It's a uh, pretty, pretty incredible kind of like a uh, what we call a dreamscape. So you go through it and you're going to actually start to almost turn in your turn on your psychic sensory to all the strangeness of the paranormal when it comes to strange stuff happening out there. Um, so that's just 19 bucks. Then we got EJP Live Session 31, 
that's all about glitches in the matrix, portals, entities. It's it's some really interesting stuff. Um, we knocked off the price on that down to 59. And then we got Paranormal Paradox, which most people don't have. And we've kind of held on to that for a little while. So only a few people have even uh, listened to that. So that's where Eric talks about actually driving around and finding power spots and places where there's just really strange stuff going on. And I think also how I do it. Yeah. You know, what I what am I looking for? What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it in me? You know, yada, yada. So, all right, good. Enough of that. That's out of the way. <laughs> all right, well, what do we what do we got to talk about? What do you, you know, what do we got any uh, good stories there? See, we're going to try this. You know, it's it's such a huge topic. There's just so many there's so much online. We have a decent amount of questions that came in from students as well as we're really encouraging. All right, you well, let's let's start with whatever you got. Let's get let's get the engine moving here. All right. So uh, let's see. So so my my request on on this was I said to them, look, you know, uh, I was looking at Reddit and it has all these people who put up different stories and stuff. You know, when I read them, of course, I disagree with a, a lot of the answers people get. You know, so you know, I thought, well. I think there's a lot of people that wonder about HBI and what do we believe, what do we think, how is it any more different than other people's beliefs as far as the New Age communities go or different other organizations and stuff like that. Um, you know, so I thought, well, why don't we just like hear what the story is, ooh, and then I will break down what my thought is from, from an HBI perspective. And I think people will be pleasantly surprised how very different our perspective is on things. And it's not as assumable as most people may think. Well, what's interesting is that it's kind of based on logic. Well, like how, how logic is, is, is based upon Theory. one's perspective of yeah. it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm just going to go through. So I've spent an hour or so going through and finding some questions. All if you right, have questions, please go ahead and put them in the comments. So uh, let's see. So I'm going to kind of summarize some of them. If they're good, I'll read it. All right. So like one is someone like their grandma passed and they literally felt they believe that they felt her hand on, on their shoulder or someone's hand. And they were in a deep amount of sorrow and like emotional pain and they just felt something on their shoulder, um, whether that was the grandma or something else. You know, look, uh, I think most of the people watching this kind of know how I approach things and my position. Some people may be shocked. OK. But for me, you know, um, there, if, if someone is in deep sorrow, okay, it's very hard to say to somebody, no, that's not your grandma, that's just you, because you're really taking away something that they may have needed for closure, and somewhere in their subconscious, they, they probably added that, you know, or not. But my, my point is, is that I don't think I'm here to, you know, tell you what you want to hear, it's I am the rebel guru. I'm here to tell you probably what you don't want to hear, yep. and the that information is what's going to be more useful to you because it maybe is more applicable circumstances. So you know, one is you know, um, you know, I I do not believe that you have a family member that's going to stick around to say goodbye. It doesn't mean it can't happen, and I'll explain the, those circumstances. Okay, but when you pass away, either a you have no soul. Okay, that sounds terrible. Lights are off, just like scientists believe, just like, you know, uh, 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 atheists believe. You, you are worm food. You are a biological, neurological, emotional, everything's real about you, but that, that's where it begins and ends. 
Um, I think only a percentage of the human population has what I'll call a soul, meaning a means by which to leave in your body outside of your organic body, okay? And that's a whole other conversation in itself, and I go into it very, very deeply and very logicalized if you want to look at that. And of course, I also believe most of the people who are watching this all already have souls. This is part of the reason why you're so driven by this kind of knowledge, or when people don't relate to a spiritual perspective. It's kind of like, how is that even possible? How can you not feel this, okay? I just think we're, we're, there's a little bit of a design difference, maybe. So having said that, when, when a person dies, in most cases, they're releasing what I'll call their data, their consciousness, who they are, all the things they've done, smelt, tasted, shared, and all that. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a sugar cube in the ocean. It, it becomes part of a collective consciousness, so if you're going to say that Gaia is a living thing, a living being, a living creature in space, and we're the microorganisms of it, its neural system, how it collects information, is more than likely very similar as our bodies and our, our brains do. We have cells. The cells move the information, create electrical currents, follow it, da da da, da and then they die. And it's a shorter amount of time because we're micro versus a macro, larger, so the, the, the timing seems longer. And so that contribution of that data exchange or collection is then moved up to your consciousness like little puzzle pieces and it builds your intelligence. But on the death of billions of souls, or if you want to call it that, of cells. When a person dies, they're giving that consciousness to the Gaia consciousness, okay? Now, if you have attained through self-reflection a soul, and all of you guys probably have one, I'm sure of it, then what happens is, is that you leave your body, but there's this... It's a little different for every person, I would think, but you go through a different panic mode, the separation of letting go of your organic body, you're going to go do things. But what happens is when you begin to surface out, you don't have the stress or the nervousness that you associate to having a biological body. A lot of the, the survival mechanisms or adrenalines and everything is completely removed. So now you have this kind of what is referred to often spiritually as just a very peaceful state of mind. Well, if you remove everything that's going to drive your nervous system up based on a neural system of your body, and now you've moved to an energy platform of what you are, it's no longer governed by these glands and chemicals and everything being produced. So you, you reach this, this clarity or this calmness. At that point, at some point, you're trying to orientate what's up, what's down, where am I, how does this all work? Uh, maybe anxiety, but not in the way you think. And the idea of time changes dramatically. So your, your feelings and your emotion towards people, because a lot of that's been removed, and I know I'll get a lot of slack, like, you know, oh, people don't love us when they die. Now that's so fucking petty. Don't think like that. But the point is, is that I doubt highly that it was the grandmother saying, hey, I'm on my way out. It's been nice knowing you. Take care of yourself. See ya. Yeah. Um, but it's beautiful. And I would like to have that kind of an experience, and I can understand why, and I wouldn't want to tread on that for anybody, but I'm, I'm here to tell you what my thoughts are. Uh, there are so many complex things to discuss in that possible level. You know, we're, t we're talking about, this is why HBI is so big <laughs> for information. No one answer is a, is a fit all. I always say rule of thumb, it covers the essentials, but there's always this weird particulars. Mm. If, if, if we live in parallel realities, then in some other reality, maybe the grandmother didn't die and she's patting him on the shoulder and he happened to felt that crossover. The likelihood is unlikely with that. Um, there, there are a number of different things. Um, I believe that um, there are 
I call it quantum for a lack of a better word, but there are places in your mind that are holographic realities, just like kind of like dreams. And in your dream, you could smell, you could taste, you can hear, you can have sex, you can do everything, okay? As far as I'm concerned, it's as real as reality, okay? You tell me what you can't do in a dream that we do in reality, okay? I'd be very interested in that one. So the, the point is, is that when you're in deep mourning, that you open up in some possibilities an overlay of what would be a dream consciousness. You're just kind of doing it half awake, kind of half not. You're in a deep state of mind. You're in depression. You're in sorrow. You're depressed. And this triggers different things. And this allows for a lot more possibilities for this unusual phenomena that a person thinks they're experiencing. So there's a whole process of me having to explain all of that. But, you know, this is like someone going to school for college for to become a, a doctor or professor or something beyond your normal. It's a lot to learn. And if you want to be the best, fine, I'm right here. I have all the stuff I'll teach you. But just, just not – I hate it when New Agers kind of have this one statement that is so basic and so, so over-encompassing that you don't really learn anything. Just kind of stay in Stupidville. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, you have a big question and you get an answer. And it's, it's like, just, it, it doesn't, you know, doesn't... it's not enough meat to it for me. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And I, I can go into it much more, but we, we do have a limited amount of time. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So uh, one is, I'll read it right here. So one time I was hiking in southern Utah along a sandstone ridge when I saw a pair of coyotes trotting along an adjacent, adjacent ridge, maybe 100 yards away. This could have been a trick of the light, confusing perspective, or being tired. But I swear one of those guys suddenly stood up on his hind legs, looked around, and sauntered down the opposite side of the ridge, and out of sight like a guy going for an evening walk. I just stood there for a few minutes thinking that was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. Assuming that the the information is accurate, we'll, we'll try to run with that. Um, you know, I wasn't there to experience that. What I can say to you is like with Skinwalker Ranch, when you have the police department out there say that they drove up to two people in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert, in the middle of 3 a.m. in the morning, there's no way to get out there unless you have a car, okay? And there's two people basically dressed up with the heads of dogs smoking cigarettes. And it's not a mask. It's not – it like really is real, real. And it baffles the mind. And then they all of a sudden look at the to each other. They look back and they're gone. But there's a cigarette butt still burning. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, I, let me just say, <laughs> I love logic. I love science. And I'm always at odds with myself between my, my spiritual perception and my logical kind of science perception. And I try to walk this middle road. And I think that's why a lot of people are attracted to me because I, I want better answers, but I'm willing to, to bend a little bit based on the experiences I have, but I can give other people those experiences. And that, that's what makes up for, you know, the, the thing. But when you really think about what we know about the world, uh, it's much more interesting. And shockingly, I think that there are more things hidden in our reality, both technologically, because I don't believe in paranormal, mm -hmm. okay? I know I'm a paranormalist, okay? But at, that's for the sake of other people understanding that. I believe every single anomaly in life that does not fit the, the standard framework of physics, okay, is a glitch in reality. 
And we, as the primitives, are like, oh, it's a spirit, oh, it's a ghost, oh, it's this, when in reality, it's, it's something glitching or fucking up in our reality, overlaying another time, another place in history, or people talking out loud, they might think they hear something, haven't you ever been in your house and you're like, huh, what, somebody call me, what do you want, yep. you know, with me, fuck off, okay, <laughs> and then they get the ghost, you know, is, there, is Erica still here a hundred years later? Fuck off! So they're getting this this echo from these relays of time, maybe, okay? Uh, so when, you know, when we also look at what we're finding, like, with the Tic Tac UFO stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. If, the, the, I don't believe necessarily I'm leaning towards the fact that there's no way it's a U.S. government stuff. This is something off-world, way beyond anything we have, and I'm seeing now more and more of the stuff to put there. The bottom line is, is they've been here probably for 500 to 1,000 years, maybe more, Right under our noses, and we, the primitives, ain't got a fucking clue. Okay? Not a clue. Well, you're saying aliens? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, that's another broad conversation. I know. Okay? I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting myself in. Maybe I should lay off the monster drinks. But the, the point is, if you look at Skinwalker Ranch, like the latest series, which I want to put a plug out for, okay? If you haven't seen it, it's called The, the Secret, or, or what is it called? The Secret Skinwalker Ranch? I think that's right. Uh, that well, History we better Channel? have it right. Yes, it's on History Channel. Yeah. And I love the, the guy that, that they brought on board. I love the team. Uh, I love the new owner. And I think that everybody should would watch this, should watch this, because it's it's very intriguing, and it's done from a, a perspective that I think I can appreciate more. And mm -hmm. they definitely have caught very good anomalies. They have definitely got good stuff. And I, I'm very hopeful that they're going to have more stuff. So if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. And very interesting when we don't went, give away anything in the TV series, so they make sure they watch. No, it. when right. we went out to Skinwalker Ranch last year, the first time they're filming the same period of time yeah, we were, we're out there, there. Yeah. and we're waiting to see those episodes yeah. of when we yeah. really started to yeah. amp up. Yeah, uh, I mean, what you see on there is pretty legit. There's some stuff that you got to be careful. That's on offshoot channels, and they're like they're showing one of a of they said, oh, this is the 24-hour camera that's on all the thing and they show this orb of light and I, I sat there studying it probably for a good 30 minutes uh, I think it's car flare, but it's not in the camera and if you watch the car on there it it does it but I don't think that that should be any discredit towards the people who are there at Skinwalker or anything like that people are gonna come up with their own conclusions and then say oh this is a Skinwalker you know don't don't you know be be careful what 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 you know what's what um so when you look at all of that, if this turns out to be another form of alien base, and it's looking like that's the case, or some kind of function, and I think they're dealing with time travel and all sorts of crazy things, and I have good reason to believe that, then this has been right under our noses. So this goes back to Star Trek episodes, where Star Trek beams in, they're, they're in hidden places, but they study and observe the world, their scientists live on there, like we do in the Serengeti, like I said 20 years ago, this was happening. And that they're going to blend into nature and they want to watch nature in its normal habitat. Okay? And the policy is do not interfere with the culture of that planet because you will ultimately disrupt their whole process. Not only that, but you don't want to give a bunch of laser beams to a bunch of rock-throwing, pistol-popping fucking people. Okay? They're maybe not ready for that. Okay? So there's a lot of reason for this. So when you say to me that there's a pack of coyotes, and in the distance one of them stands up, I would say to you, technology, not some shaman turning into an animal, okay? okay. And 
maybe it's either technology that's doing it or it's actually a person who's who's out on that dog pack, okay? And it's just a means to get around without being noticed or standing out so much. Now, it seems extreme to be in a coyote pack, but you cannot think like we think. If their species, if it's an off-world species, how do you know they're not more comfortable with fucking dogs or intelligent dogs that still process and perceive in a neural way differently than we do? Mm-hmm. Lastly, I do think that there's a lot of camoing going on. I think at Skinwalker, they have an incredible level of what I'll call stealth technology. Mm-hmm. I think it's so beyond anything we have. I think they can control and dampen sound. We can already do that. Why not add a certain amount of time? It'd be superior. They can uh, bend and change optic rays. They can. So what you see is not what you see. Okay, we are already doing all of this. They're light years ahead of us and more advanced. The only difference is, is that it's probably old shit for them because they probably built this a long time ago. And like us, you're not going to keep putting in new money and new, new whatever, building it. Well, it probably wouldn't be new money, but it's effort. So that's, that's insane what you're actually talking about, that perhaps there are extraterrestrials that have been here for a long time and that have been studying us and keeping a distance to not like as if we're an experiment that's playing out like you have some mice or something you don't want to or anything you you want to let it play its natural course and that's that's pretty wild um you you have to it's logical for many reasons you i'm sure that a big portion of that is do you want to empower a species to leap ahead that you may be in competition with in a hundred years yeah and you don't want to do that. You want to be the head honcho. And so you've already got the technology and you can make it so they don't know you're there. Okay. And you can observe them and study them. Well, now you're learning everything they know and then you're still keeping what you know. It's, it's, it's logical. Okay. So that's why they would do it. And if people say, well, how is that even possible? And I would say, say, are you kidding me? If you look at the animals in Africa and you say, if we don't want to be known, mm-hmm. we would not be known. Now, most of those animals are pretty clever, but they get adapted and used to it. Mm-hmm. So I would say to you, well, somebody might say, well, the animals got adapted and used to them. Now they're behaving normally. And I would mm-hmm. say, what? You're telling me you just now are thinking if you're going to decide if you believe in aliens and UFOs being here? They're fucking here. They've been here forever. I have accepted that already. Mm-hmm. So if they're here already, why aren't we having cocktails with them at the fucking bar? Okay, so we've done already what animals are doing out in Africa, okay, okay or other countries. Okay, we know they're there, we just don't know how, where, or when. And we've, we've basically accepted we don't know and we won't know. So at the end of the day, if you're telling me they're not here and they're not, listen, I'm telling you the technology's so good that they could literally stand this close to you and you wouldn't know it. Okay? okay. When you feel a little <laughs> air movement sometimes and you're like, what the hell? Okay. You ask yourself what Pepin said. When you think you see something move, does it have to be an entity or at a higher frequency on the corner of the eye like, we, we, like I used to teach in the old day? Or is that another dimension and you're seeing somebody move by or are you seeing something in time kind of pop through momentarily? Or are you hearing so, a conversation that sounds distorted like it taught 20 years ago? Okay? So all of these are more likely what is really going on. Okay? okay. Ask yourself a question. If you were to die tomorrow, okay, and you were in love with someone here and you just want to be, or you're angry, 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 are you telling me you're okay? Listen, how many of you guys have been stuck in your house and you're going crazy pulling the hair out of your head? If you're going to be told you got to spend a hundred years living in the house where whoever moves in and moves out so you get to haunt them, I'm sorry, but I'm an intelligent thinking being, Mm self-reflective. 
I ain't going to spend more than 10 seconds re- thinking about where I want to go. Yeah. I'll come back and visit the family uh, another time. I'll see you on the other side. My whole thinking changes when you leave your organic body. So it doesn't make any sense if you just try to look at it in a practical way. What makes more sense is other dimensions, other realities, other time zones, and other species or aliens. Any one of those I can, I can logically accept as a possibility before I have somebody haunting me for three years everywhere I move. Give me a fucking break. It's not to say that hauntings don't happen. It's to say that I don't believe in the abundant amount. Everybody's got a fucking ghost in their house. Everybody's got something happening down the street. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I remember in my youth with my ex-girlfriend, we, we drove for fucking hours to places and we would go there for months and just, just to see one or two paranormal events. But it was worth it because it, it made us realize there's something more to all this and it drove us harder and got better at what we did to find it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's just like it's a dime a dozen. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't believe it. And this is a problem and it's a sin. And it's a sin because these people are either faking and fraud, which, which really is a detriment to everybody else trying to evolve spiritually, yeah. okay, and slows them or prevents them. Mm-hmm. Or they're just ignorantly don't know any better. And I would say start reading more fucking books on this subject. And, and broaden your perspective because all you're doing is pushing around the same ideas that have been around for 300 years since they've been doing table wrapping and seances in the 40s. Okay, well, there's so there's kind of one, two different ways that we can kind of take this. I think we should just talk about kind of the basic stuff first and then go <laughs> into the deeper me down stuff. I'm long, right. No, I'm just saying that there are people who experience, you know, like something moving. Or I don't have a problem with any of that. All like I'm that. saying is it's not what you think it is, and that's why there's never a solid answer. Okay. Do you understand? If you start to look at it in this different perspective, I think your opportunity to capture the phenomena, mm-hmm. study the phenomena, learn from the phenomena is going to be much higher. Okay, and you're saying so keeping in the perspective that there's multiple... That's right. Most people say it's a ghost, it's friendly, da 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 I can't mm-hmm. settle that with the fuck the up go. Wait, wait, is it another dimension? Can I get to that fucking dimension? Can it heat it up over there and send it back? I want to fuck. I got to know. Yeah. Okay. Even if the ghost tuck it, where the fuck do you take it? Is it still in our reality? Or did it move to another reality? You can do that. You can take something to another reality. Hmm. Let's talk. What's it like over there? Is it better than here? It, 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 these are simple questions. And I know a lot of the answers, but I got to talk to an audience that don't know everything that I know but. Well, that completely changes the perspective. You're you're not just talking about what we see. We see the cup missing. Yeah. You're talking about where did the cup go. You're talking about the somewhere. larger perspective. Has to go somewhere. That's outside of yep. like our natural eyesight. And if it was moved, did it move like this? Or did it move like this? Vanish, reappear. Well, what happened in between here? Does that mean it's possible for teleportation? Does that mean? What does it mean? It means a lot of things. But it's one of the most impossible, most elusive things to capture, and I believe it's because it's in direct conflict with the rules of reality simulated. And that's what edits it, and that's what's going on. I've been doing psychic work since I've been a child, okay? There is shit I have done that has mystified me in some ways how I fully was capable of doing it until I would go through my steps, and that's how I became who I am and figured it out. But at the end of the day, I'll take logic over anything else, but it'll never change my spiritualness because I'm hardcore in that sense. I believe it that much, okay? Mm -hmm. So in essence, to me, it's not less spiritual. It's more spiritual. 
everything happens for a reason. There is a, you know, as I say, for every poison, what do I say? There is an antidote. Yeah. There is always a cause and effect. There, maybe the energy is off and it seems weird, but that's because there's calculations we don't understand yet. Now we've got to move more into other forms of mathematics to really figure out what happened. Okay. And I think a lot of people just, if, if they don't understand it, if they can't comprehend it, they're afraid of it. They assume something's bad, something's yes. negative, yes. and they might shut off Well, we experience. always jump to the spooky. We always jump to the creepy. We all, anytime something happens, mm -hmm. we it's like I was watching this. This is another thing that drives me fucking nuts, the shit on the internet. I watched, uh, it was on TV, but it was on the internet first. This guy's in this hotel room, and he's got one of these old phones that you kind of hang, it's got the cord and stuff. And he's filming it, and the thing pops right off and fumbles around, and it's like he freaks out, it's a ghost, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Open a fucking book. People like this drive me nuts. If you look at the phone, and you guys are too young, okay, those of us are a little older, just a little, you realize that that phone was wound up mm -hmm. on that cord. And if you ever had a cord back then, we knew. We used to let it hang and unwind. Yeah. Because it would get so tight, it, it, you couldn't even hang it without it wanting to jump off. That's what was up with that phone. If you catch it and you don't catch it very well, you see it's wound up on the phone and then he's filming and it's moving because it's, it's trying to decompress yeah. and it managed to flip off. So now it's a ghost. People, we will never get to the truth if, we're, if we don't become more analytical, just a little more analytical before we just buy everything. Because as soon as you believe that, you go down a road based on your logical thinking of how you perceive all that kind of phenomena. Yeah. Now you're on a wild, wasted trip for five years of your life to 10 years. And you can't get that back. Yeah. Make your decisions carefully and, and think it out that you got a, a smart person trying to question shit. May not be bulletproof, but it's a big step higher than where it was. Yeah. Excellent. Do we have any questions yet? Uh, James writes, what about physical manifestations? My mother was sitting alone in her home reading a newspaper. She heard a pop noise and a small bit of flintstone fell from nowhere to land on the page she was reading. Love it. Story. That, I believe... Um, and there's cues in there that tell me it's probably a true story. And that's what I try to listen for. The pop, okay? The, the stone falling on a book. These all ring true to me based on stuff that I have experienced, okay? Uh, the popping is usually just the pop of, of something like a portal opening up or manifesting into this reality. I think the stone came from somewhere else, okay? What I wish was was that that stone was immediately put into a Ziploc bag with minimal touching with your hand, find something to pick it up with, and get it analyzed. Not so much that it's going to be some rare item. I think it's going to be very common. The question is, is where is the most common source it could have came from? And is it within 10 miles, 50 miles, 100 miles, 1,000 miles? Now it's really got me interested. And I got to trust the validity of that person, okay, saying that. Now, assuming that it's all true, I think it was something that is, I think flukes happen like this all the time. Whether it be a pair of glasses you put down and they're not there and you think you're going crazy, most of the time you are going crazy. But that 1% to, to 10%, something really happened maybe. Okay, so there are constant flukes and there's error correcting code, meaning it's done in a way that makes sense. Maybe I did put it there because I walked through there earlier. You know, it's like it's, it's designed to make you logicalize in a way that suits it. So you get back to normalizing in your day to day routine. It doesn't want you to attach to something it doesn't want you to attach to. If you put rats in a lab cage and you want it to walk through the maze, you don't want to, to put something on top of the maze where it learns to climb up over it, okay? So now you got to figure out how do I stop it from doing that and retrain it so it forgets about that. So that's what it's doing just super fast to our reality. 
And there's some of us are able to hang on to that moment or that phenomenon longer than others. But if it's like a dream, you just start to forget about it and dismiss it. Don't you find that unusual? It's the same thing with incredible. When people see a fucking UFO, I mean, you think they would, they would be the biggest thing in your life. And then two days later, a couple hours later, it's like, oh yeah, we seen something up there. It's a pretty big UFO, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what are you going to go for shopping today? You're going to get some mac and cheese? I don't fucking get that. But I guess life has to go on. So in, in essence, um, that phenomenon, look, it's so complicated how my, if you listen to some of the material, of course, it, it starts to make sense and you'll, you that phenomena, I think was, was something to do with micro wormholes possibly. Um, or it could be anything. Anybody could come up with a fucking answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, without having more data, but if I was going to wing it, I believe that stone probably was somewhere near the house or somewhere within a fair amount of distance, 50 miles and I just think some weird, quirky thing happened in the universe. I mean, we've got all sorts of shit happening right through our bodies right now, okay? According to physics and stuff, okay? It's not beyond me, you know, when, imagine when they do the, the Hedron Collider and you have particles bursting into different directions, okay? And they're studying that for the effect it makes and for how the universe was created and all these different things, okay? I think possibly, and of course I don't know without, I'm just going from very minute information. I could change it on the dime, but somewhere something like that happened in nature on its own, and it happened to be where that stone was. And that stone disappeared, and it re-engineered it to reopen somewhere else. And it was over her head, and it dropped down as a stone onto her book. That's what would be my go-to answer based on the little bit of information I had. Now... Maybe the stone was on her ceiling all the time and it fell down. Maybe somebody chucked it without knowing. Maybe somebody took off a shoe and chucked it across the room and she didn't hear it and the stone flew the other direction. Those are all feasible too. That's why I got to be there. I got to look around the house, see what the fuck's going on. Where are things? Who came? Who what? What was happening here today? Can I see the stone? How big was it? What's it made out of? So, uh, for example, you said that, you know, maybe your glasses, maybe you put them down somewhere and then they're literally gone. Correct. And then they might reappear in a place that is... You know, you could logicalize, oh, I maybe just put that down. Yeah, and it seems about like it. it makes sense where it is and that you forgot about it. But this is the thing. When you when you find that it's in an obscure situation, okay, then you have to ask yourself, what's going on? I mean, I can give you a couple things, but it's, it's, it's a perfect example is I have a lot of these glasses. I buy them cheap on, on uh, Amazon. It's like... Buy for for fifteen bucks or something because I'm always breaking them and, and and scratching them, but I don't lose them. And so I bought a bump because it came as a, a package. And so each one is different. There's other ones I wear. There's like a light colored bottom. And I've literally have placed these down, left to go get a, a coffee or something, come back, not them being there, and they're over here. And it's the other ones. And then the other ones are the black ones. When I go look to where I put them, and I know I put the other ones there. And the reason I know is because. I prefer the lighter colored ones because I think a little, you know, a little younger or something, you know. Not the black ones are good too, but not the same. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's got shit like that, and you know where your shit is, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, then you question it. You go, well, I must be, it must be me. And it's stuff like that 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 does not make sense. Now it's certainly possible. It's my error, and Occam's razor would say more than likely it is. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm just saying when things go beyond coincidence, you have to start making a system in your mind that questions what I call the error-correcting code. Okay. 
It's almost like when we have spiritual experiences or experience with one idea glitch, you say to write it down or some some way to keep track of it. Because you're going to forget it. Yeah, the yeah. Matrix, I swear to God, the simulated reality has a program in there. And that program is, sure, you'll write it down later. later you'll yeah. have plenty of time later. I'll remember you'll it. You'll remember it all later. And what happens? You forget most oh. of it. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it becomes a, a pale reflection. Had you wrote it all down, you're creating a history of data. You get notes to go back on. It doesn't want that. So it being the matrix? The intelligence of, of whatever's running the big show. Okay. It's got to be a level of, of organized intelligence. To the, listen, the other problem that, that I have is, you know, I really never pushed the AI agenda very heavily for at least 20 years. And you go back to my models, you'll see it on there. Everybody brings it up. You know, I was talking about it already then in different ways, but I knew people couldn't understand it. Yeah. Then we had the Matrix, the series, and people started to understand so I could talk about it broader because they, they had a base of reference. And then uh, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is. I completely spaced out what I was going to say. So anyway. So I mean, I'm you know out in Utah and I see this coyote and all of a sudden it gets up on its hind legs and, and it it walks off like a regular human and then a day or two passes and I just kind of forget about it. So that's the matrix, right? And it's just kind of automating me back into place. Do any of these, if it's true that we have extraterrestrials that are just here and they're studying us. Do they exist above the matrix? Do they influence the matrix? Or are they just as susceptible I, as... I think there's more than one species. And therefore, the technology of that species, I would presume, could be different levels of technology. You're going to have some that are extremely more developed, some that are going to be less developed. Obviously, if they're here, most of them are, or all of them are far beyond us. Okay. Uh, I also think that if you look at their society, their culture, and their biological or non-biological design, that's mm -hmm. going to also perceive how they perceive and develop their technology. Yeah. and how they perceive their integration with other societies and other species. And so, therefore, it's a very broad question uh, to do that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think what's on Skinwalker versus what is out in the Pacific, the Tic Tac stuff, my gut feeling is two different species. Okay. And I notice that when you look at these, these hubs that we think may be high-activity places that are legit – it seemed to be a big distance. Now, that could be, be monitoring the world with different bases. Hmm. But when you have technology that can go around the world in a matter of literally seconds, it's almost hard to believe to say, okay? Yeah. There's not really a great need to create multiple bases. So my, my opinion is, is that the planet is very tiny to them. Hmm. It's like you saying you need a, to buy two cars to basically go from here to, to the end of the driveway. Yeah. Okay. So therefore, it's good to have a base if you're going from a greater amount of distance, but once you're here and concentrated on you don't need 10 planes. We only need that if you're driving cars and, and you do boats. Okay. So you're saying bases such as potentially Skinwalker Ranch and other incredible hot spots around yep. the world where strange things like yep. Coyote walking around and standing up or just yep. these yep. strange stories yep. all yep. over the place. Yep. And then also... It's a technology. Mm -hmm. So, so in, in the, 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 whatever intelligence is at... Uh, uh, skinwalker mm -hmm. they have a history of this and I think what they did is they integrated with the culture from the Indians that lived out there okay, okay? and I can go into all that quite there's different situations and all that but I think they're intelligent enough to to work with that I'll give mm -hmm. you a different example that everybody can understand what is the lady with the gorillas the gorillas in the mist what's her name I have no idea 
uh, Jane Goodwall or something. Jane, Jane Goodall or something, yeah, right? Goodall. So brilliant lady, love her, everything. And mm-hmm. so what she had out in Africa were poachers. And the poachers would come and kill them for their arms and for, mm-hmm. for all of that, okay? Mm-hmm. And she knew that that culture believed in witchcraft and witch doctors and everything. So she talked what I believe was just nail polish. And she made a, like a, a crazy-haired fucking demon lady out of it and sketched it everywhere, saying that anybody came into that particular rainforest that they were going to die. And I don't know if she even went up to dress up a little bit in the distance to, to make stuff so that they were in their less educated than us, okay? Yeah. And their belief system is different. And they basically stayed out for the longest time until they went back in because they got desperate. But yeah. the point is, is that's no different than an advanced intelligence not wanting us messing around with their their little hidden base. Okay. And so you're going to look at who's the main problem. The main problem would be these American Indians or these Indian tribes. Mm -hmm. How do we keep them out? Let's look at their culture. Let's analyze it. Let's put some scary shit out there. Okay. okay? And give them a few things that they're going to see that they're going to freak the fuck up to re-bolster that belief system. Okay. If you can do perfect fucking stealth... Mm-hmm. Which I think they can do beyond stealth, by the way. Okay? okay, then essentially you're also going to be able to morph what you look like, and it's going to look real. Mm-hmm. It's only one step difference between making yourself invisible. The next step would be making yourself appear differently than you are. Yeah. So it's, all that technology makes sense to me out there. Okay, and I think what 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 happened is is they never upgraded with the times. Do you understand? So over a thousand years, let's say, of that working for a system as, as different populations, different people came that are still human, technology got better. But their yeah. technology they probably felt was so advanced, there's not really a need to upgrade. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. And now we're starting to question stuff and the technology's starting to bite at the heels a little bit. It's more like a nuisance. Yeah. So you follow me? So that's a yeah. technology. So if people are turning into animals and that area is known for shape-shifting and everything else, mm-hmm. then I say to you, where was the coyotes and where is this? Did it happen in Utah? Did it happen in one of these Navajo Nation areas? Did it happen where it's common? Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I don't think the Tic Tac ones, if they were to run into us, are going to turn into animals. I think they're just going to switch the switch and be invisible or erase your mind. Okay. And I think that's done from either what technology level you have okay, available to you or B, they work with the environment. It's just like us. You get an idea. You go somewhere. I never thought about this. But now that I've been here, I had some great ideas. Yeah. So they're looking at how do we manage these species in this particular area. Okay. All right. So you're saying that they look at the lore of the area, the legends, and they of kind of build off we of would those do. to yeah. hide themselves, scare away people, yep. and that we're basically on their heels when it comes to our technology. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're able to measure, even if we can't measure all their shit, we're still getting more and more curious, which means it's just going to encourage it even more. Okay. You got any other questions coming in? Uh, there's one from Scott. Let's see. Scott was asking, sometimes you... To be louder. Uh, yes, yeah, sometimes Scott wakes up around 3 a.m. and he'll see a transparent humanoid being walking through one wall and into another one, as if they are walking on a sidewalk in their reality. Uh, Great. What's, what's happening? Can you, can you tell me how they're dressed? What kind of haircut they have? What kind of shoes they're wearing? Are they sneakers? Are they leather? Are they, they, what time period are they from? That's what I'm really after. 
I'm after clothing. Are they wearing buttons or snap-ons? Are they plastic? Are they are they made out of wood instead? That tells me time periods a little bit as technology evolved, okay? If he's seeing a door, I want to know what kind of door is it. Is it wood frame? Is it stucco? Is it, it what is it, okay? Whatever they can visually, that gives you a lot of information, but off the top of my head to see something like that, more than likely it's a, a, a side reality. In other words, it's another reality and it's bleeding over so that we can optically see, and in most cases it looks transparent. And that's where you get a lot of ghosts mistaken for ghosts, okay? And people swear it's a ghost, it's not, okay? And in essence, that's what I would be after. If it keeps repeating itself, okay, now it's, it's, it's feasible, it's an entity as I've taught, okay? But it's unlikely if it's seen a doorway open and a doorway close that it's coming out of and going into, okay? Um, but and, and I have to see these things to come up with better better decisions, okay? Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm after. I'm after clothing, looks, the whole nine yards. This is why when we do face morphing, for instance, I'm like, screw looking at one another in your face. Sure, your face is going to change, okay? I'm after jewelry on that person. I'm after their clothing. I'm after what kind of shirt design is it what kind of fabric can you make it out if they got glasses can you tell me what the glasses look like are there any little metal pieces built in for for it to look a certain way is it is it cat eye are they really thick because that tells me a different time period versus we got more and more compact lenses so all of that tells me something and it's what makes me lean towards the accuracy of of that because it's pretty amazing once you really go beyond just looking at someone's face okay so it's, it's no different. When you see entities and stuff, you should take notes. You should, because this phenomenon is extremely rare. So rare that science thinks it's all quackery. So you've, you've got to say to yourself, what can I do to, to do? If you can't pull out a camera and get it on film, take fucking good notes. And if it happened more than once, that's what I want to know. How many often that? What time does it happen? You waking up at 3 a.m. or 5 a.m.? Blah, 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 blah. Can I come over and hang out for an evening? You thinking about it now out there? So, you know, I would be interested in something. Listen, you guys have any great phenomena out there? I would definitely think about coming out. Okay? So, there you go. I didn't give any other information. You just said it's similar. Every it's time it's not happens, not yeah. not that I'm I'm not surprised. I'm used yeah. to hearing vague statements. It's it's not that that person is, wants to be vague. It's just that they they hadn't really thought about being right. more specific. So that's right, why I'm right. putting it out there. Right, right. Most people are just in shock about the whole experience. I was reading where they were talking about uh, these two campers, a husband and wife, or a boyfriend and girlfriend, were out camping. And a Bigfoot that was nine feet tall and then a, a young uh, Bigfoot that says was no more than five years old mm -hmm. uh, approached them and that the big Bigfoot was like 30 away and the little Bigfoot was 20 and it looked like they were trying to get food from them because they were eating a ham sandwich or something. Of course, they freaked out and whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. So when they were asked what did the Bigfoot look like, they says, well, we didn't really look at the big one so much. We just knew it was tall. I'm like 30 feet away, what are you, blind? Uh, then the five-year-old, they says, well, now that I think about it, its face was apparent, it looked kind of cute, they said, and it had a lot, a lot of hair. And I'm like, that's great, but it's really useless. Yeah. Okay? So when you are in a situation and you're seeing phenomena, I cannot, listen, you want to have me not talk to you for a year? Come to me with those kind of answers. If you don't try to get a 
better burden in your memory of what you just seen, okay? You've been handed a gift. Yeah. And you have to, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to get roughed up a little bit. I mean, I'm not in a rush to die over it, but I, I'm, you know, I'm going to take a hard look at that Bigfoot, you know, maybe pee my pants a little bit, okay, if it's going to come at me, but no more than if it was a tiger in a cage coming at me and I was in the cage. But I've got to know. I've got one of these minds. I gotta. I gotta know. I get. Can I feel it? Can I give it a little tug? You know. I want. I want to know what that fur is like. <laughs> so, curious minds can be very dangerous. But at the, the same token, you know, it's another one where they says they there was a lady at a hospital. She was a doctor, and she took her break. She went downstairs. This is on the Reddit once. And when she went downstairs, she was walking down a hallway to go to the machines, and it was very quiet. There's nobody down there. And she sees a kid run across there. She's just like, hey, hey, she thought it was from another room and, and the kid got out or whatever, right? So they said, so she looked confined. So they said after, well, what did he look like? She goes, oh, I, I don't know. It kind of happened fast. I think he was wearing shorts. It's a valuable answer, but it's one that I don't want to hear from my clients. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested. Tell me if you got a good look at them. Now, now you got some substance for me to, to think about mm -hmm. and to consider, okay? Yeah. But when there's no real information, you might as well just, you know, there's no point. Yeah. Excellent. I can share another thing. Please. Um, so, uh, James is also saying, when I was young, I was, or I seen a strange red UFO. When I contacted Catherine McKnight with my strange experience, she said that I had a partially alien soul and that the red thing I seen was my kin checking up on me. What bothered me was that I forgot seeing, uh, I forgot seeing this for over 10 years. That's it. Well, uh, I don't even know how to I don't answer know. that. <laughs> I mean, I, I know who they're talking about and, uh, I know uh, I would not be satisfied with that answer, and I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. So, Eric, do you believe in Bigfoot and some of these creatures like that? Like, is that... Okay, let me start off by saying I've seen a lot of shit in my life, okay? But I have never seen a Bigfoot. Not close, not remote, not thumping around in the woods, not, not, not howling, not banging on trees, nothing. And I've been out in the woods my fair share, okay? Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't think it's possible. I, I think that um, I go back and forth, you know? Um, uh, I'm going to pursue this, hopefully this year, if, if we can deal with the, the virus situation, but uh, I'm wrestling with my thoughts on it, okay? Yeah. I I would say that there's probably 10% truth out there. The same way I don't believe in abductions, at least on the level that they're claimed. Mm -hmm. I think for every probably 100 or 1,000 you know people who claim they were abducted, maybe one in that amount is true. Okay? So I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> as far as seeing Bigfoot goes, I think people legitimately have seen what I would call... I guess you could call it a Bigfoot. Hmm. Um, I, I think that they're genuine. They're, they've got a good practical background. I mean, hmm. I don't care about Mary who's feeding Bigfoot in her backyard and his family. I'm sorry, I can't go there, okay? I'm not interested in a lot of stuff out there. And a lot of it's hearsay and a lot of it's in story from a story. Yeah. But there are legitimately people who who I think that I would believe are telling the truth. And they have some very detailed very intriguing information. Mm -hmm. 
okay? So in that sense, yeah, I think there's some strange stuff going on. I just don't think it's as abundant as what people are claiming, okay? okay. But I do think that there's legitimately something going on there. I think the big question for me isn't whether or not Bigfoot exists. I've worked out the whole argument that I would have with a certain other person who was a friend of mine hunting that says that they could not sustain the food supply in order for the mass and size. And that's not true. We have wild bear. We have grizzly, polar bears. We have deer. We have rabbits. We have all sorts of vegetation to eat. If these larger creatures can eat that and they're more intelligent than, than, than bears, I think they can do just fine and survive out there perfectly well. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you just look at what they were saying about there's cases now where they're saying that animals are hit by cars, deers, and when they get there, they see the guts have been ripped open and eaten. And somebody was saying recently, I never put it together, but they were driving by one time and they seen a hunched over thing. They thought it was a beer feeding on a, on a what looked like a dead deer on the side of the road. And it stood up and they drove past it and they says it, it stood up maybe eight or nine feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it, it had a humanoid face. So there's enough food supply, I think, out there. Okay, whether it's meat, don't have to just be meat. Sea kelp, I've heard about them harvesting and eating, you know, in, in areas in, in Washington. So the real question for me is when I look at places like we're going to go this year, okay, in the National Park and check out where they had the beam of light look like a lightsaber moving across the forest. And they're yeah. like, like 18 miles out in the middle of nowhere. You can't even need a horse to get out there. Uh, the phenomena of the sounds, the car door shutting out there, the entire camp getting ripped up. They go out there, not a, not a piece of, nothing has moved. Uh, this is strange phenomena. And there's this talk, and I, I really have a hard time really wrapping my mind around it, except for the fact I have to accept it as a possibility so I can, you know, write it off. Is, you know, they turn, they're from the fourth dimension. They can become invisible. They can turn into a ball of light. This is too much of a leap for me. Yeah. Until I see it with my own eyes, okay? Yeah. So I do think that they are incredibly stealthy. I think if you live out in the woods 24-7 and you, you're raised in the woods and everything, you, you accustomate your body and your movement to be ideal not to scare off food supplies. So you're going to be fucking silent no matter how big you are. Look at it, look at a moose or look at deer or look at anything. They want to be quiet. They're quiet, okay? Mm. Having said that, the, the next thing is, is, is that they do have an above average intelligence, I would say, above normal animals, which gives you the intelligence to evade human and possibly basic human technology, okay? Um, they're going to have a higher sense of smell. They may be able to sense us, smell us miles away and get out of the area, okay? Uh, depending on what, you know, which way the winds are. We don't know how good their hearing is. We don't know if they're able to see in higher ranges of spectrum than us. Yeah. And we do know from what, and I do believe this, that they do have an infrasound level, okay, that's beyond our ability to hear, but at least in a general way. But what we do know is that we can hear it. And what happens is just like a tiger has it and everything else, the hair will go back on the, on the back of your neck. It's a human primitive survival mechanism. Yeah. So we know something's preying on us from that high frequency, even though we can't really hear it. Mm -hmm. They suspect they have that same ability. They communicate in gibberish if it's true okay i have um issues with the trust of a lot of people in the field just like i do for a lot of paranormalists i think they yeah. want to believe so bad that they just wing shit hmm. uh 
so my my feeling is is that I think it's a possibility, and I'm not really. I was ready to rule it out a while ago, and you know, because of the whole food thing. And then I'm not a hunter, and so I don't think about it that way, you know. But when I really started to delve into it too more, I was like, hell no, there's enough calories there to do ten times over. Yeah. So there, that's my thought. I don't know if there's an answer in that or not. I mean, I think many of us are skeptics, just like you. So it's Seeing refreshing to know you're not Seeing saying like, "Hey, yeah. this exists. This is real." You're you're pondering everything that we wouldn't even necessarily think and, about. And the day and age of Photoshop and audio yeah. stuff, and now that they can make videos where you're talking, and it's not really you, and it sounds just like you. You know, the only way now is to literally go out there. Now, one thing that I watched was very interesting because I, I do like to like watch a lot of uh, debunking kind of stuff because it gives me ideas how to look at stuff. Cool. And one of the things that they said was when they try to debunk all of the videos with, you know, appearances of Bigfoot, I realized after they made a really good point. Hmm. One, you'd have to spend an enormous amount of money to even rent those suits. Okay. Yeah. But they're out there from movies and stuff. You can get them. Mm -hmm. Two, they're very, very, very heavy. Okay, very heavy. You're not going to want to walk more than maybe 10 feet. Okay, three, they're incredibly hot, even on a cold day. So if you're out on some of these summer days like they filmed and you're trashing through the woods and you're moving fairly quickly, highly improbable, highly unlikely. And you don't know that until you try to wear one of the suits. And that's what the guy did. He tried to fake a whole thing and mm -hmm. bought the suit, rented it, did everything. He's like, hell no, hell no. Uh, there are things you don't think about. You just assume while they wear the suit, they tromp through. That's what, what it is. Mm -hmm. How do you get the height, the body, all these things? How do you measure it against trees and stuff in the film? So maybe there's a little bit more legitimacy to these videos than we did. And it looks so strange to us that we just want to believe it's not real because it's so foreign in our, our minds. I mean, I think that I, I felt this during our conversation. You're talking about things as like, I don't know if I can actually comprehend this and really come to terms with some of the things you've been telling me. And yeah. I think so many people have that issue. If, if we can't really grasp it, if it's kind of overwhelming. Is a dog barking out there? I heard something, yeah. Can you call him in? Sorry. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Live reality. Anyway, you were it's, saying. It's difficult sometimes to really comprehend the things that you talk about because they're so, so out there or not in a way that they're not realistic and they're not like logical, but that they're against our most our, standard beliefs. Our day-to-day -day yeah. lives and what we're used to doing on a computer yeah. in our house and eating our meals and watching TV. It's just foreign. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go plots. It's been about wrap-up time. About wrap-up time. We've got a few more minutes. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot to wrap your head around. But this one place I want to go really bad this is, the, this is the kind of shit that throws the wrench into it. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with Skinwalker. It throws a damn wrench in it, okay? I can't get on the property, so I can't really get in there, you know, figure it out, okay? This place, I can, okay? But when you have a three-foot beam of light that's circular, maybe 10 inches, okay? Yeah. Hovering across three feet above the ground with an illumination moving 18 miles, let's say, in the middle of nowhere is in a forest, okay? I'm sorry, you got my attention, providing if it's legit. And then they're seeing mm -hmm. balls of light, mm -hmm. they're hearing conversation, mm -hmm. they're, they're, I'm in, that's it, I'm a, I'm a junkie for paranormal stuff, just don't waste my time. And I'm a dummy if I don't at least try to filter a little bit before I get there and, and decide if it's really worth the trouble. And I think it's worth the trouble. And what I think a lot of us appreciate about your approach is 
you know, maybe there have been Bigfoot sightings and all this interesting stuff. Maybe there have been orbs of light. Maybe there's been like that lightsaber type thing. It means that maybe something's going on there. It doesn't mean that Bigfoot turned into an orb of light and then into a Yeah, it means that maybe means... Bigfoot was attracted to the static charge. Maybe the ball of light is from a lightning bolt that went off somewhere. There's a static charge in the air and accumulated and created a, an illumination. Maybe this bar of light is something completely full of shit and these people are, are maybe it was maybe sunbeam that just happened to look like it was moving across the ground. Yeah. There's not a no the only way you can really know is to go or to trust somebody to go and hear what they got to say about it. Right. So yeah. <coughs> but there there you have it. Well, we'll see if we gotta go this year or not. Oh, I'm going. I might get right. in trouble, but I'm going. All right. I, I've got, you know, I'm one of those. I'm the real deal. I'm, you know, I'm not the kind of sits behind a, a desk or, you know, you know that. You know, I'm like, roll Ooh. the sleeves. Let's go. You're going to be bored. That's it. That's the price of, of research. You're going to be bored out of your mind. You put in the time. Yeah. And then you reap the rewards. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, and uh, take a look at this stuff. we got a lot of other stuff that the staff can help you guys with that I go into this stuff much more deeper. And uh, you got nothing better to do if you're stuck at home, you know? And then the prices are all come down. We're trying to work with people. And uh, you want to be blown away, entertained, and intrigued? Any module. You don't have to have specific art. I guarantee you, you'll be, you'll be pleased and if you have a specific topic that you want to learn more about and you want to hear Eric's take on them, you can call and if you mention this episode, we can probably cut you a deal for that. So if that's for Skinwalker or something else, give us a call, talk to me, Jonah, or anyone else in the office. We can definitely help you. And we're closed on Fridays till this is all over with. So Monday through Thursday, not a problem. All right. Take care, everyone. All right. Take care, everyone, too. Thanks. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. When I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat 
the family car as we drove somewheres. Probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour, the fabric and texture of the floor mat. I was small. I remember looking upward through the window, seeing the reflection of the glass of myself, a metal lining along the glass trim. I could only see the trees and the sky moving by. I thought I could touch it, so I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. I think it was at that moment I began to awaken knowing that sometimes when you want to find something you don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand, it moved against the wind pushing, weaving, feeling it, touching it, and the sun warming, soothing, healing. Somewhere in between, I flew. Higher balance, we think outside of the box. A new kind of spirituality, a new kind of meditation, a revolution in consciousness. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 